Hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Kendall Tucker over Zoom video. Kendall was born and raised in Ocala, Florida, home of Wage War, Day to Remember, Under Oath. So quite a few bands came out of Ocala, Florida. Actually, Cody of Wage War, who we've had on this podcast, went to school with Kendall Tucker. So we have that little connection that we make in the beginning of the interview. Uh, But Kendall's dad was a singer-songwriter. He had a pretty big hit in his late 20s. And Kendall tells us this pretty cool story of his mom and dad's first date. And there was a jukebox involved in, in this date. But Kendall grew up in the church and he was always interested in theater and musical theater. Uh, anywhere he could get on a stage, that's where he felt the most comfortable. He talks about how he started rapping when he was a senior in high school and what that was like and putting out his first few songs. And he had some pretty big success with his uh, rap career. Opened up for Little Wayne he played at the Miami Heat halftime show. Uh, he did some shows with T-Pain. But recently, he kind of switched up his style a little bit. In 2018, he lost his father and started listening to more country music. And he wrote a song called Letter to Heaven, which was his first real stab at a country rap kind of uh, blend of genres. He talks about how he got Craig Campbell on the song. And we hear all about the brand new song that Kendall released featuring Jelly Roll and a really cool story about how he was able to get Jelly Roll on the song as well. That one's called Dragging Me Down. You can watch our interview with Kendall on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Kendall Tucker. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Awesome. I'm Adam. I appreciate you doing this. Yes, sir. Kendall, nice to meet you, brother. I appreciate you having me. Of course. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, this is about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about the, the song you have coming out with Jelly Roll, which is awesome. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. Awesome, dude. Uh, so I did see uh, you're from Florida originally. Yeah. Talk I'm to me about that. Oh, you're still in Florida. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Whereabouts? Ocala. Oh, Ocala, Florida. OK. You know, so that's pretty. Uh, I I don't know exactly, but I know there's some pretty big bands that came out of there. Day to Remember, I think, and uh, my buddy's in a band called Wage War, and they came out of there. And... I, went to, I went to school with Cody Quistad in Wage War. Oh yeah, he's he lives pretty close to me. Oh really? Yeah, we yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we went to we went to a small private school together, and then no. uh, my drummer now in my band was best friends with Cody since second grade. No way, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually met him this way via uh, an interview. And uh, then I interviewed another guy and they were friends and they, we all live in the same town. So we, we hung out a handful of times. Yeah, it's pretty cool. wild. <laughs> Tell, me, Cody. Tell him I said, hey, I will. I will I actually saw me. I don't know, like last week at uh, Cracker Barrel. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man, for sure. So talk to me about that a little bit. So you went to school with him. 
so there's some music there at the school. Um, but what about you as far as growing up? Did you come from a musical household at all or a creative household? Yeah, I uh, my my is this is this record right now? Is this interview? Yeah, we just go right into it. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, um, my um, my father was a country singer um, and I grew up um, he, he really chased his music when he was younger. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't pursuing it when, you know, I was born, but the love for it was always there with him. And then okay. I grew up singing in church and, and signing up for the school musicals and school plays. And whenever I could perform, I, I would, uh, you know, jump to it. So I just, I always loved acting and singing and performing and anything to do with the stage. I always had fun doing. So I kind of, always had the love for music since elementary school when I did my first play. Wow. So dad was a, a country artist. Did he like, was he like a singer songwriter guy? He was, he was a, um, he, he dropped one record um, when he was in his late twenties and uh, the song was called can't say goodbye. And it actually charted. It's funny because when my mom and dad met, my dad took my mom on their first date. And when they went out to, to eat he's seen the jukebox in the corner of the room so he got up from the table so i'll be right back he went up to the jukebox and turned on his song and then went back and sat down and said hey this is me she's like yeah get out of here so his song he had some success he charted with his with his single um but he didn't really pursue it pursue it pursue it but yeah he he definitely loved music and 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 charted a single the only single he dropped he charted that's crazy. So it was obviously big and big enough to be in a jukebox. Yeah, it was all on the jukeboxes. Uh, I think he charted number 43 on the country charts and he dropped the same week as Willie Nelson and Willie Nelson was 44. So it was really cool to have that article. Yeah. Know, wow. Willie. That's crazy. So did uh, did you get into music through dad as far as like, did you learn how to play guitar at an early age or like anything uh, like that? Actually, I, don't, I don't play guitar. Um I'm, that's that's why I got my band, bro. Okay. <laughs> they, yeah, they no, I just didn't know if it was something yeah. he's like, here's a guitar. You should learn. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we didn't, I didn't grow up playing any instruments or anything. Um, I just, my natural, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good songwriter. So that's kind of my, my skills, songwriting and then um, singing, rapping. I would say my main, I'm best at rapping. So I yeah. started in the rap world. I didn't start off doing more country. I started off in the rap world. Um, and then I've kind of, even though I rapped, I always listened to country music. I grew up on country music. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know Calais, the horse capital of the world. It's nothing to do but bonfires and floating down the river around here. So oh, wow. I, I grew up country, but I always rapped because I wasn't good enough to sing country. So when I, I kind of discovered these guys like Colt Ford and Bubba Sparks and some of these guys that were country, but they still rapped. Uh-huh. I, I started mixing the genres and then that's when things started looking, looking up for me and, and started taking off when I, I started mixing genres. So now I'm at a point where I pretty much drop whatever I want. Sometimes it's a rock song. Sometimes it's a rap. Sometimes it's country rap. Sometimes it's, and uh, it's kind of nice being independent that way. I can just do what I love. And then um, the fans. Yeah. Release it when you want. Like there's yeah. no like uh strings attached as far as that goes. That's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. Yeah. Um, cool. With uh, the, the rapping and stuff. So it sounds like you did yeah theater or musical theater and sang and sang at church. But when do you start uh, the, the rap thing? Was that in high school? 
Yeah, uh, my senior year of high school, my buddy, uh, my buddy Davis Dawkins, he actually came up to me and was like, hey, bro, we should rap. And I was like, dude, I'm white. I don't rap. Like, I'm not Eminem, bro. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, I'll write your rhymes for you. Like, like, I'll write your verse. Just try and do it. And I was like, all right, you write me a verse. I'll, I'll rap it. So it's kind of just a joke. And uh, he wrote a couple songs, wrote me a verse, and then we recorded in my closet on some kind of USB microphone. Uh-huh. And uh, they're pretty much trash songs, but we thought they were good. And uh, after a while, I mean, I think he wrote the first two or three songs and I was like, you know, what? I think actually I can rhyme. I think I can do this. So I started writing myself. And then, you know, in the rap, I didn't really fit in that world, but I mm-hmm. still got a lot of opportunities. Like I opened up for Lil Wayne. I've opened up for no T- way. I opened up for Trick Daddy, Plies, Boosie, Yin Yang Twins, Soldier Boy. I mean, the list oh, of people I've opened up for. And uh, but I just never really fit into that world of uh of rap so i always fit better in the country world yeah so were you doing shows uh, in like around florida and stuff like how are you kind of getting your name out there and how and landing those opportunities to, to open up yeah, for all those big artists networking i tell i tell artists all the time like when it comes to chasing this music career and music path networking is like key because it's all about who you know it's all about, I mean, you either have to have a lot, a lot of money or a lot of connections. And I, you know, I'm working on the money part. So right now I'm getting my connections. So connections I, are a bit cheaper. Yeah, it's a bit cheap. So <laughs> uh, I tell people it's very, very important to network, get out there, meet people, shake hands. And uh, one thing leads to another. And then opportunities just started coming my way, meeting different promoters, meeting different venue owners. And uh, I opened up for T-Pain out in Las Vegas. That was a sold-out show at uh, Club, I believe it's called Club Light. Um, wow. I did a show with him out there. And then I, I did the halftime show for Miami Heat. Um, that was really cool. So no way. That's did some really cool. Yeah, I did some really cool things in the rap world. But like I said, it just wasn't, wasn't for me, per se. If you're an independent artist, you may know the struggle of you got these great songs. How do I get them in front of record labels, radio DJs, get them on Spotify playlists? How does this happen? Well, friends, this is Adam from Bringing It Backwards, and I'm going to tell you about this amazing website called DropTrack. DropTrack will get you a free press release for your music with the new AI-powered PR agent from DropTrack. DropTrack has helped thousands of independent musicians actually get their music heard by connecting them with record labels, radio DJs, Spotify playlist curators. And now DropTrack is leveraging the power of AI to help you promote your music. It's super simple. All you have to do is upload your song and then DropTrack will write a professional personalized press release that describes your music all in just seconds. Then DropTrack helps you share it with the world. You might ask yourself, Adam, why do I need a press release for my music? Well, you need a press release because you need to be able to describe your music in words. You can send the press release to record labels or radio programmers, media outlets, and these industry folk and your fans will actually be able to read about your music before they even press play on the song. This will also get them interested in your music so they want to listen to it. A really good friend of mine has been an independent musician for a number of years, written so many great songs, but he's like, why do I need a press release? 
So I explained to him the importance of the press release, being able to describe the music. People know what they're getting into before they even press play. He drops his song into drop track. It writes this beautiful press release. Then all he has to do is just send it out. Super simple. What are you waiting for? Get a press release for your own song. Try it now for free at www.droptrack.com. That's droptrack.com. That's D-R-O-P-T-R-A-C-K, droptrack, droptrack.com. Check it out today. Wow. What what year did you do the Heat uh, halftime? That was 2017 or 2018. It was one of those years. Okay. I think, so, it was, I think it was 17. Yeah, I think it was 17. Damn, so they were still really good. That's a, that. Yeah, yeah. They were <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, that must have been a, quite an experience because I'm sure that was sold out too. Oh, it was it was crazy, dude. Like, you get there and then they um, – you, you don't realize how much is going on beneath the court, like the basement and the locker rooms and everything and the caters and the food. And and it's just it, – it's it was a cool experience walking through the locker rooms and – and everything leading up to the game. Definitely experience I always remember. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So you, you, this was all when you were just solely focusing on the, the rap stuff. Yeah, just rap. Okay. And then uh, from there, like, uh, did you stay in Florida? It sounds like you're still in Florida. I think I saw, I thought I saw something you were in Nashville. Um, no, I go up to Nashville a lot, but I live here in Florida. Okay. So, <laughs> so from there, like, when did you decide to kind of switch it up? And I mean, in having that type of success in, solely in like the hip hop rap scene, like what made you want to kind of I um steer so, out away from that? Yeah. So I've seen success in rap, but I didn't see success. I've seen success as far as the opportunities to perform. I didn't mm-hmm. see success as far as streams and numbers and fans, like for my music per se, but I was always put in position to be in front of large crowds or open up or cool opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as switching up genres go, my dad passed away in 2018. Oh man, I'm sorry. Thank you. And, um, he was, he was ill for many, many years and, um, and he passed away in 2018 and my music just wasn't, like I said, I did some cool shows. I opened Mm -hmm. up for people, but it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. And, um, when my dad passed, I kind of leaned more towards, um, even though I, I already listened to country music, I kind of would listen to old country and kind of like stuff he liked to listen to. And uh, it kind of just made me feel good, made me feel like I had a piece of him with me. So I started listening to more of that. And then um, I wrote a song called Letter to Heaven. And it was kind of a song that I didn't know if I was going to put out. I was kind of just, as artists, when we write songs, it's kind of like a um, um, therapy in a way, just uh-huh. getting sure our chest so i wrote this song called letters to heaven and um i'm good friends with craig campbell a country singer and he's one of my favorite country singers of all time i actually told my wife before i met him i said man i really want to see a craig campbell concert and then he came into my town and then we met and became friends well i uh i was driving to the airport after his show and i said hey i'm I'm gonna play a song for you and i played a song for him he also lost his dad when he was just a kid and he's like, oh, man, that's a great song. I said, well, would you want to jump on the hook? Like, would you want to sing the hook? He's like, oh, man, I'd be honored. And I was like, sweet. So I got my favorite country singer to 
jump on the hook of the song. And even at this point, I thought it was cool, but I thought it was more just for myself and um, something. I don't know if it'll take off or not, but if anything, I like to listen to it. Mm -hmm. So I put it out there kind of being done with music because, you know, my dad passed. I just wasn't really focused on writing or, or focused on music. And I dropped the song and then I would say about four days later, I'm like, you know, I wonder what that song ever did, if it even did anything. So I signed on to my Spotify for artists to check the uh, analytics on it. And it had like 120,000 streams in three days or something. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I wasn't used to streams like that. So it just kept rising and rising and rising. And then I, I noticed on my Instagram, I had messages from people in Germany, Finland, Russia, all over the United States saying how that song really touched them. And I was like, whoa. So that kind of re-motivated me to jump back on the wagon and, and, and chase his dream. And then um, collabing with Craig kind of encouraged me to collab more with country singers, country artists. And I started, I dropped a couple singing songs, country singing songs. And that's kind of how I, I put my foot into the country world. Wow. That's really, I mean, that's, that's quite a story. I mean, to kind of get into it back into just country in general, because that's what your, your father listened to and yeah. liked and did actually, I mean, he wrote a, a hit yeah. and yeah, then that kind of leads into meeting Craig Campbell and then this song. And then now it's like, Oh wow, this is, this is definitely where I should, should be. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's incredible, man. Um, it's been great, man. It's been great. Yeah. And so that was, you put that on 2020 and, and then after that you've, you've, you know, released a handful of songs. You even released one fairly recently uh, with Project Pat. And uh, like, t- so you kind of started blending those things still, right? Like the yeah. hip hop and. Yeah, I'm, and, still, uh, I'm still mixing the genres. I've got some really big features dropping um, with some really big rappers um, that are jumping on some country songs with me. And nowadays, dude, country, country isn't what country was back in the day. Country is like multiple genres in one. Like, oh, it, yeah pop country, rap country, rap, country, country. I mean, whatever you want to call it. There's so many different. And I mean, you see the the Morgan Wallen, Little Dirk song, Broadway Girls, that blew up. Um, there's so many different, different artists coming into the country world. So I've got, um, I can't really say yet, but I've got some really big rappers that are jumping on some country songs. So I'm super excited about that. And then I've also got some songs like I'm collaborating with uh, Jimmy Allen, country singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a song I'm doing with Uncle Cracker. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, Uncle Cracker. And then, um, um, yeah, I've got I got a, I got quite a few big features dropping. That's awesome. Have you done a show uh, doing the country songs yet? Yeah, I've done a lot. I just got off tour. I did. I think I just did 16 dates. Um, my last show was, uh, so my last show, one of my last shows was out in West Yellowstone, Montana with, uh, uncle cracker. And there was about 2,500 tickets sold to that show. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say, I thought I saw that you're on, on the road or we're doing a bunch of touring. Yeah. We've been doing uh, a lot of shows. I I'll be back out in Montana on the 26th of this month. And then there's a break. And then I've got a, uh, we haven't announced it yet actually, but I've got a, my first arena show, um, October 27th in Jacksonville, Florida. And there's a lineup of artists on that. I'm super excited to share. And uh, that's going to be a fun show. Plus it's Florida, Georgia weekend. So there'll be tons of people in Jacksonville. Oh, wow. That's, and you're playing a stadium. Damn dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'll be my it's an arena. 
so, arena, but still yeah. arena is huge. It's a, it's a 13,000 seater. So we expect to sell it out. So it'll be a fun show. Wow. Wow. And then you have a song coming out here with jelly roll and how did that relationship form? So <laughs> jelly roll, um, I've never met jelly in person. Uh, we've, okay. phone, uh, we've texted and we've talked on the phone a couple of times. Uh, I met a buddy of jelly rolls. He, he goes by the name of Kentucky boy actually. And okay. he's a promoter. Um, he also has his own label and he's, he's heavy in the music scene. And I met him through somebody. I can't remember who I met him through, honestly. Mm. And we started talking online and he's like, oh, bro, I can get you a jelly roll. I can get jelly roll on a song. I said, get out of here. You can't get jelly roll on a song. The going <laughs> up. And uh, we went back and forth, back and forth. And then before you know it, I had jelly roll. I sent Kentucky Boy a song and I wrote a song with jelly roll in mind. And I was like, all right, you can get jelly roll on a song. Here's a song. Tell him, tell him to hit me up. And I kind of sarcastically did it because I, I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, you're like, there's no way, right? Yeah. I mean, and then he's... before I knew it, I had a DM on Instagram from Jelly Roll and he hit me up and said, yo, the song is incredible. I'd love to jump on it. He said, we're going to do this or what? And I said, wait, what? <laughs> so uh, literally just like that, I hit up Kentucky Boy. I was like, all right, you weren't lying. All right, let's do this. So um, I sent the song to Jelly and I think – Three or four days later, Jelly sent his verse back. And then um, we got it reproduced. And then I got a rock band called State of Mind to jump on the hook. But State of Mind, they're killing it. I think they've got nine Billboard number ones. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I know that. I know the name for sure. Yeah, they, they do a lot of covers. They'll take like a country song and turn it like rock or turn uh -huh. it back. Um, but they're, they absolutely kill it. So when I hit them up and I said, Hey, you want to jump on the song, me and jelly, they're like, let's do it. So <laughs> put them on the song. So I'm super excited about that song that that gets released, um, 10 days from today. So, uh, well, I don't know when this video is going to be dropped, but it's getting released on the 25th. So the 25th, uh, me jelly roll state of mind, it's called dragging me down. And I'm super, super pumped. That's amazing. What was it like getting that DM? Right. I mean, you, your, your phone's like, you know, maybe a notification and it's just like jelly roll, <laughs> like one message. You're probably like, holy shit. Like what is happening? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, I seen a little blue check and I was like, hold up. Let me this see. It's really him. <laughs> so yeah, that it was, it was crazy, man. I, jelly is absolutely killing it. I, I think jelly has a great heart. I mean, he's, he's, he's helping a lot of people. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's just, he's absolutely killing it. I think he just broke the, attendance record for his last show. I think he sold like 18,000 tickets for his show. I mean, he sold out his first 10 of his 11 shows he's doing on tour right now. He's just killing it. Oh yeah. He's Super huge right wow. now. Yeah. yeah. So. I've, I've, I've heard of, I know where I live, I've seen, I, I, I've never met him or seen him, but like a lot of people that I know have been like, Oh yeah. Like he, I saw him at this pasta spot or I, you know, he's walking around Brownwood. I'm like, Oh damn. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I've got a lot of mutual friends that hang out with him all the time. I have yet to hang out with him, but like I said, we've talked on the phone, we've text. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's only bound to happen with the song coming out. Yeah, he seems like a good dude, man. He, uh, yeah, and hopefully the song, just pushing pre-saves and pre-sales right now. Hopefully we uh, we chart this thing and see where it goes. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's called Dragging Me Down. And did you write his piece or you just let it verse open and said, hey, you can... You he wrote his piece. We left the verse open. And honestly, honestly, dude, I was blessed enough to just get jelly on the song, but sure. the, the verse I sent him open, it was like, 
if you know anything about structure of writing, it was like 22 bars. It was a long wow. verse. A yeah. Long. So I expected him to write to like 12 bars and then us have to cut the rest of the beat and then pull and then pull the, the hook back. Forward, so, yeah. Yeah. Pull it forward. So I expected him not to record the entire empty piece I sent him, but then he sent it to me. I kept listening. I'm like, Oh my God, it keeps going. So like he gave me, he gave me a really long verse. So that was really cool. Of him. That's amazing. So what's the song about? Tell me about the song dragging me down. Yeah. Dragging me down is, is um, there's a lot of people. The song's pretty much, there's a lot of people out there hurting that try to cover it up with a smile that you don't know they're hurting. And they're constantly feeling like they're getting dragged down. They're constantly feeling like they're pulled down with chains and, and they're, they're fighting demons. Everyone has demons. They fight um, whether, you know, it's drugs and alcohol or whether it's just life in general, paying bills, <clears throat> keeping your head above the water. So um, this song is, we put this song out there pretty much to let people know they're not alone. Like everyone has something they battle they go through and everyone at sometimes at, at some point feels like they're getting dragged down and they're not alone and they'll make it through. So that's kind of the, the message behind the song. I love that, man. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, yeah. So you said next a week from Friday, it's, it's coming out 10 days from now. Yeah. So super that's exciting. Fun. Super excited. We shot, we shot the music video jelly's on tour. So <clears throat> jelly wasn't in the video, mm -hmm. but, um, Obviously, his verse will be in this, the video, but we shot the music video up north of Detroit a couple of weeks ago, and the video is phenomenal. I can't wait to show the world. That video will drop the day the single drops. So uh, definitely check that out on YouTube. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And then you have that show. You have a show coming up, you said, in Montana. Yeah, the, <clears throat> the 26th, the 26th of this month. So um, right day after, day after the single comes out. Yeah, I'll be flying out the day of the single release. So damn, the plane has Wi-Fi, so I can like be on my be on my <laughs> phone and, and uh, checking everything. But uh, yeah, I fly out the day it releases. That's amazing. And uh, and you said you got a bunch of other songs coming out and in, in the near future with some some killer features. Yeah, <clears throat> man, my bad. Yeah, I have a I have several several big features dropping. I'm super pumped to to give everybody. That's amazing, man. Well, I can't wait to hear not only the Jelly Roll song, but everything else you have coming out. I think you're, I mean, you have, it's your good career is just doing this right now. So that's amazing, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. It's been yeah. a long road. I'm sure. Uh, I will, I have one more question. You kind of answered it in the beginning, but, uh, but I'm going to ask it again. You, you were just talking about, um, you know, connections and stuff, but my, my question is if, if you have advice for aspiring artists, <laughs> I don't know if you have, Anything to add aside from, you know, kind of what you already brought to us? Yeah, man. Um, first off, just it's it doesn't happen overnight for some artists. It might. But that's very it's like winning the lottery. If, you know, with the power of social media and everything, I encourage people to use it. I don't use it as much as I should. The power of TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and how many faces you can get in front of. Um, that's a very, very powerful tool. So I encourage you to use it. Um, I'm gonna take lessons myself. Um, but also network, networking is key. Like you've got to get out there. You've got to meet people. Um, I tell artists when they're on the rise, take every opportunity to hit the stage and perform because whether there's 10 people there or a thousand people there, just, just, there's always something to be learned on stage. So practice, hit the stage when you can, um, 
this is a long process. Some of the artists that you think made it overnight actually been, I mean, Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll's been rapping for like 20 years and he, he just got his break. And uh, I think he said like 23 years or 26 years. I don't know. But um, there's artists out there grinding for a long time. It didn't happen overnight. So if you want it bad enough, just keep working, keep hustling, and uh, it'll come your way as long as you put the work in.